Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Nagler here with your Packers Daily Chat. Coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It is Wednesday. I'm going an hour early today because I have an event tonight in the city and i got to get out of here and get into town or my girlfriend's going to be very mad. So apologies that I'm early today. I'll be back at the regular time tomorrow. But I never want to miss our chats, people. Never want to miss an opportunity to talk about the Packers offense. Back in motion, you got to think, there's a very good chance we see a whole lot more motion than we have the last few years in Green Bay, pre-snap or otherwise. Uh, Aaron Rodgers very, very publicly was not a big fan of motion, pre-snap or otherwise, and even went so far as last summer to tell the guys at Pardon My Take that um, he asked Matt in that very practice that day, could we get one play without some goddamn motion? Um, and look, I understand exactly where Aaron's coming from as far as, uh, you know, wanting to emulate and uh, utilize the things that Peyton Manning did when it came to running, you know, static sets and getting cadence to allow the defense to possibly tip their hand with their emotion on, this, on, on their end of things and seeing a picture and knowing what to expect as far as route combinations and the West Coast offense and things like that. Full respect for it, totally understand it, but I will say I am fucking excited to see a whole lot more motion and condensed formations and how Matt LaFleur and company cooked that stuff up because we certainly saw quite a bit of it early on in Matt's tenure here in Green Bay, 2019, 2020, especially early on in 2020, a lot of the Tyler Irvin stuff, and I think we're not going to see a return to that particularly, but I do think we'll see elements of it, and I do think we'll see what Matt's taken from his last you know, four years as, as the guy cooking up the stew, so to speak, on offense in Green Bay, and developing it and seeing how he can utilize it with this new personnel that, man, you got to be excited. All these young bucks coming in, clean slate, let's get to work. Um, I, I definitely think Reed will be the primary guy when it comes to uh, putting things in motion, as it were. But I think we've seen plenty of use of Christian Watson in that regard. The end arounds, even the stuff just to draw eye candy, so to speak, for the defense to get linebackers or safeties to take false steps and open things up in the running game. I'm so excited about it. I can't wait to see uh, kind of the full onslaught, if you will, of, you know, that that really kind of modern version of the NFL offense that we have seen in San Francisco, in Philly, in pretty much every place where they've got an offense that's efficient, able to utilize all three levels of the field. I'm really excited about it. That's just me. That's just something I'm into. TKM's at his post. Very good to see you, TKM. We got, oh, we got Dale here. What's up, Dale? Good evening from London. Good afternoon from New York. I hope you're well. Joe, uh, I know you asked before I got live here, anybody know when Rookie Minicamp is? It is Friday and Saturday. Uh, we'll hear from Matt LaFleur on Saturday afternoon. Um, I know the local media will have availability with the players in the locker room on Friday, so you'll start to get quotes from some of the guys. Um, and then, like I said, Matt will address the media um, Saturday afternoon. So that is your Rookie Minicamp. Motion, snapping the ball with more than five on the play clock, running the damn ball, tempo on offense. It's just a few of these things happen. I might cry. Soder, I hear you. But, hey, that was another thing that Aaron talked about. You know, when you utilize motion on a lot of successive plays or a lot of plays in general, it gets a little harder to run tempo because you got to get guys set and you got to put them in motion and 
you know, that doesn't really lend itself to, okay, get up to the line of scrimmage and run a play. Of course, that's not what the Packers did a whole lot of anyway. Because as you say, Aaron was running the play clock down and trying to get him to jump or trying to get his picture, right? So, I mean, I'm with you. I'd love to see some tempo on offense. And even if it's just in and out of the huddle with tempo, I mean, I don't even need, like, fast break offense or anything like that. I don't need uh, a two-minute drill all the time, but just some urgency in and out of the huddle, getting guys to the line of scrimmage, getting set and getting the ball snapped. I'm down with that life. Let's go. Badger Trio, what's up? Thanks for Super Chat. So who is buying New York Packers merch? Uh, what did uh, what did Andy call them this morning? Jetpacks. The Jetpacks here in New York. Won't be me, I'll tell you that. How soon will the schedule come out? Michael, uh, the report is the schedule will be released on May 11th. Uh, I believe that's, is that next Thursday? It's a Thursday, I know that. Um, but May 11th is the day to circle on your calendar for the release of the Green Bay Packers and NFL schedule. Um, as always, it's tons of fun throughout that day getting the leaks on Twitter and then NFL Network putting up uh, a three-hour show about a schedule that we already all ha- already have. But Thursday, uh, May 11th, that's when your schedule will be out. You can book your hotels throughout the year. You'll know where the Packers are going to be when, and my family will get an email saying, this is my life for the next four months. Please act accordingly. Always a good time. Um... Wife is asleep on our honeymoon in Greece, so pretty stoked to catch live Packers daily at 11 p.m. AJ, you're living life. Honeymoon in Greece. Wow. Well, congratulations, man. That's awesome. I so, so, so badly in my life want to get to Greece. Greece and Berlin are my two kind of bucket list items I really want to go to. Uh, but Greece, I have so many friends here in Astoria, good friends. In fact, my, my friend Chris just left for Greece for a month. I'm very, very jealous, so have the best time. Enjoy your honeymoon, and congratulations. That's awesome. Uh, Michael, any idea when training camp schedule goes live? Thinking of bringing my daughter up from Chicago and making an entire trip out of it. Got to stop in the family grounds in Sheboygan. Sheboygan, land of my birth. Um, Nothing official yet, but uh, I suspect we'll probably get something shortly after the schedule, the NFL schedule release. Um, So just sit tight for a couple more weeks, and you'll – probably have that information um but you know if you want to get ahead of it you're gonna be fine get there first second week in august you'll see some good stuff and just remember no matter when it starts those first five practices have to be without pads so you're not missing anything at the beginning anyway other than glorified otas so um if you just schedule yourself you know first second week in august you'll see some good stuff and i suspect that first weekend in august will probably be family night uh, either then or the second, but um, you'll be in the clear by then. Mario, thanks for the super chat. How good is Jordan Love in the two-minute, if you've seen any? Also, Goody is very underrated GM, in my opinion. I don't get the hate he gets sometimes, especially from Packers fans. Man, you know, some people just got to be negative. And look, I think there are plenty of legit criticisms when it comes to how Gutekunst operates. You know, I get... Quite a bit of pushback whenever I praise Goody because, oh, you just love everything he does. And that's not true. I just don't constantly hate. Um, We just got news yesterday of Darnell Savage's contract being adjusted, right? There's a mistake that Goody made. Why he pulled the trigger on that fifth-year option, I will never know. And, hell, maybe that, you know, informed his decision or desire not to utilize the fifth-year option on Jordan Love. Who knows? But, um, yeah, that's a mistake. I can say it. 
He's not a perfect guy. But more often than not, he does a really fucking good job as a general manager of the Green Bay Packers. And I wish people who all they do is complain would take a breath and recognize that. I mean, comparative to most of the GMs in the league, he's pretty damn good. Um, sorry, as for your first part, how good is Jordan Love in the two-minute? We've seen some in the uh, practice sessions there in training camp. It's really hard to get a gauge, you know? And, and we've seen a little bit in game action there in the, against the Chiefs and uh, I think against Detroit a couple years ago. But it's really hard to get a gauge in training camp practices, you know? Uh, I suspect he's going to be pretty darn good. It looks like he's got a really good command of the offense. And, you know, he knows, the, the, you know, Everything that's important. We saw a couple drives last year, I remember, when in the two-minute drill, where he ended up with touchdowns and drove the offense really well. But I also remember a couple of times where the defense got, a better, got the better of him, you know, and he threw a bad pick in the end zone, what have you. So that's to be expected. And this is kind of the point where we talk about, you know, when Brian has said it's just time for him to play, that's a major component of it, right? Like those are the things that are only – going to be learned about and kind of drawn from and developed during his playing time. You know, you can only do so much in practice. Yeah, I can do a little bit in preseason, but it all ramps up in the regular season, especially when teams start game planning for you. Um, and that's when he's going to have to take his lumps. And again, and I'm going to say this all summer, learn from his mistakes because he's going to make them. But at first blush, he seems pretty damn good at it. Um, but again, long way to go. No question about it. How many wide receivers do the Jets really need? Will Corey Davis be released yet, do you think? Adam, uh, that's a fair question. I know uh, there's been a lot of speculation about Corey Davis and his future in New York. And with the news today that the Jets have signed Randall Cobb, uh, that's a fair question. I'll, all I know is that when uh, Sala was asked about it down in the owners' meetings, he very kind of matter-of-factly and somewhat vehemently said, you know, Corey Davis is going to be part of what they're going to be trying to accomplish this year. So... Now, maybe that's, who knows, maybe that's a smokescreen, maybe they were trying to trade him, I don't know. But sure sounds like the Jets have, you know, the idea that he's going to be part of their plans. Now, could he end up getting released? Sure. Would the Packers take a look? Maybe. It's like I told Andy on Let's Talk Football earlier this week. Before the draft, I would have said, yeah, bring him in. But now I'm like, man, I understand wanting a vet in the room, but let these young guys cook. Let them grow together. Let them develop. The more time they get out in the grass, the better everything is going to be long-term. And I understand, again, there's going to be tough times and there's going to be like rough moments, and I understand all that, but yeah, I don't, I don't hate the idea of all these young guys coming up together. Lee says, I'm starting to really like these tight ends we drafted. As you should, Lee. As you should. Um, you know, I've, said, I've talked a lot about Kraft and how much I like his tape, but, man, Musgrave's a weapon. Uh, he's an athletic freak, and I'm very excited to see what Matt draws up to try and shake him loose and get him in space. Because I think if he once he gets the ball in his hand, the head of steam, he is gone, man. So I'm with you. Definitely with you. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. 
On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, what else we got? We got Juan. What's up, man? Thanks for all you do, Aaron, from across the Hudson. Hey, what's up, Juan? Thanks for checking it out. Really appreciate it, dude. Um, Jennifer asks, how do you feel about Cobb going to the Jets? Be nice to see he and his wife and the kids. Uh, I know they'll probably be living in Jersey, but uh, I, Randall and I have talked about he and his wife uh, going out for dinner here in New York for years. So maybe we'll finally be able to make that happen. That'd be great. But as far as watching him play for the Jets, I'm not going to love it. I'm not going to lie. It's kind of not a fan, you know. I mean, he's a Packer. He's an all-time Packer. I mean, uh, I love him in the green and gold, and it's going to be hard to watch him in a Jets uniform. I mean, I understand it. I get it. I understand that, you know, Aaron's his boy, and Aaron wants him there. I get all that aspect of it. But, uh, I mean, it wasn't any easier watching him in a Texans uniform, you know. Yeah. That, that, that part stinks. Benjamin, thanks for the super chat. Joint practice with the Pats should be good for the young offense. Watson versus Gonzalez, let's go. Man, you ain't lying. Um, you talk about a great fit as far as, you know, Matt working with Belichick to kind of script what they want to accomplish and work together. Uh, the one thing I'm interested in, though, is, you know, the Patriots have been pretty scruffy when they go for these joint practices. Remember, they broke they, – those guys broke out into a huge fight when they were with Philadelphia – was that last summer or two summers ago? Um, and that's, you know, it, things get a little chippy when the Patriots come to town. So I am very curious to see how that plays out. Uh, but, yes, I very much agree. I do think, you know, Belichick and his defense and just everything uh, about being exposed to another kind of program in those kind of dog days of summer, bring it on. It's going to be great. Uh, I'm really excited about that. Badger Trio, thanks for the Super Chat. Is there a draw for Love to still get primetime slot? Yeah, I think they'll get one. You know, the max is five, which is what the Packers have kind of become accustomed to. I think they'll have a couple late afternoon starts and probably one, maybe two primetime starts. But um, it's definitely not going to be like it was under Aaron, uh, at least right away, you know. But that said, you know, the Packers are a huge draw still, regardless of who's a quarterback. I do think, you know, there's still a lot of interest in the Packers, especially as they transition away from Aaron Rodgers. So I would suspect, they'll, like I said, they'll get some primetime love and some national recognition, but I just wouldn't expect it to be as much as we've kind of grown accustomed to in Green Bay over the last decade or so. TKM, thanks, buddy. Nags, my wife is hooked on daily. Sorry we don't make lives much, but just wanted to say thanks. Now I have to figure out my membership. Pappies. Thank you, brother. And tell her I said hi. Got to see you guys this, again this summer. It'll be a lot of fun. Soder, thanks for the super chat. 
Patrick Queen did not get the fifth-year option. I saw that. Interesting, isn't it? Especially when the whole world said the Packers were idiots for not drafting him. Funny how all that plays out. Although I will say, he has played better. I mean, he looks a lot better now than he did early on in his career. There, the, That, there's zero doubt. Uh, Brian, what's up, man? Do you think the ineptitude of our defense allowing wide-open crosses over the middle was a scheme issue or more of a personnel issue? Oh, Brian, I think it's a combination. I think it's it's always a combination, right? I think, yes, I think there is some scheme involved. Some of it is personnel and how guys choose to play certain situations. But I also would not sleep on what those guys are being told and or asked to do in situational ball. I'm fascinated to see what changes with a new defensive backs coach and where, where the emphasis is placed. Because, man, all I know is the deep crossers were such a problem early in the year, and it seems like such an easy fix, especially with the guys they have on hand. So, yeah, um, I will, it's always a combo, right? It's never really just one thing, although some things are more important than others. Uh, but, yeah, I think the emphasis has to be different. And I'm, like I said, I'm hoping there's a new emphasis this, this year with a, a new guy in charge of the defensive backfield. <laughs> I hope Quay pushes Belichick at the practice. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's really good. Oh, R.J. Stewart says Packers are primetime gold. Five national games, easy. Five national, yeah, that, that probably tracks, but five primetime. Oh, man, I'm, I'm going to disagree with your uh, police work there, Coach. Uh, Packers-Bears is just too easy of a narrative, albeit a tired one, for the NFL schedule makers to ignore for a primetime Man, you know, I love beating down the Bears in prime time, but I think the world is tired of it. I'd be surprised if we pulled another Bears-Packers primetime matchup this year, but you never know. We shall see in a few weeks or a week. Aaron uh, Rodgers, thanks for the Super Chat. Funny how Green Bay didn't have weapons, but New York Jets bringing in those same weapons. Yeah, I've seen that a lot. I mean, look, let's be clear about something, though. As near as I can tell, it's not like Aaron Rodgers has gone on some rampage or crusade about not having weapons. That has been a major media-slash-public narrative, much so more so than it ever was in Aaron Rodgers' narrative. You know, so, yeah, he wants guys who he's comfortable with. And he's an aging superstar, and you want to make him comfortable? It makes all the sense in the world. I mean, the Broncos did it for Peyton Manning, and they won a Super Bowl. You know, so... I don't, uh, I don't know. I just don't find a lot of there there. Like, I know people make a big deal about it, and I understand why, but to me, I don't know. It just makes sense to me. Any free agents you think the Packers should keep their eye on? You know, there, uh, there's been a lot of talk about, and I mentioned this earlier, about, you know, the possibility of adding a veteran pass catcher. And I think a tight end is a possibility still. And look, at wide receiver, I don't want Sammy Watkins 2.0, but I think T.Y. Hilton's got a little bit of juice left. I thought he showed some stuff down there in Dallas at the end of the year. I wouldn't hate that as an addition. Um, now, again, I still want those young guys to cook, and I'd prefer just letting the young guys you know, work it and develop and make their mistakes. I'm fine with that. But if there was a guy you'd look at, I wouldn't mind looking at T.Y. Hilton. That's just me. <laughs> Don. Or Dan. Is it Don? Don. Sorry. When does Green Bay get Buda Baker? 
Christian Watson is our veteran leadership. Probably true. Uh, he's a full one year in the league. <laughs> it's just, I love it. Uh, what else we got? I think a vet tight end isn't out of the question. Agree, William. It always takes one to two years for college kids, even the greats, to transition. Very much agree, which is why I say I would not be surprised if they went that route. Uh, it's a very, very difficult position to come in and hit the ground running uh, from college to the pros, it's especially you're asked to do so much. And in this offense in particular, when you throw the move tight end stuff in, and I know DeGuar is going to do a lot of that, but you're asked to know all the inline stuff, all the protections, the protections for the running backs because you're in the backfield sometime, both as an up back and then also sometimes stationed next to the quarterback when he's in the gun. And then they can split you out into the slot or the uh, wide on the perimeter, and you've got to know all the route combinations and how to read all the different defenses, and if it's cover two or cover three, and what are your rules then, and blah, blah, blah. You're just being asked to do so much right away. Then I'm with you. That's why I think if there's a spot that makes sense, you know, tight end is probably it. Hutch's Hobby, thanks for the super chat. Why do people not like Jordan's film in KC at the most, at the most hostile way in the league and perform similar to pat while facing absurd pressure rates yeah i mean we've talked about it here before but like you want to go watch that game and have a critical eye look at the offensive line and basically the protection scheme in general uh, just a breakdown after breakdown it's a terrible performance up front and i thought yeah for the most part with what he could i thought jordan played pretty darn well where he really impresses in that game is coming out of his own end zone they were backed up for so much of that game and he played exceedingly well in a really tough spot. I and mean, that's the toughest place to be, man. You got, as you're saying, you know, they're, they're coming after you. And you're, you know one false step and it's a safety or even worse, it's a sack fumble and it's a touchdown for them. And he was so calm, cool, and collected back there. That was the kind of the first moment where I was like, all right, they may have something here. Because that performance there, and you don't take my word for it. Go back and watch it. When they're backed up against the end zone in that game, he plays extremely well. So I'm with you, man. I, I don't know why why people are so kind of anxious to hate on it. Aaron, thanks again. Taylor Lewin for an option or a vet O lineman? Doubtful? I'm not gonna s- never say never, but I would tend to doubt it. Not with their cap situation. Mimsy, thanks for super chat. Now that Rogers watch is over, what's your take on ma- the Mandalorian? I'm a season behind, but it looks like it's completely jumped the shark. Yeah, there's some tough parts in season three. No doubt about it. Um, I will say the the part that Mandalorian took over at the end of the Book of Boba Fett, the, that kind of stretch, that was great. And leading into Ahsoka coming up uh, later this year, that looks dope. And then they're going to like coalesce and have a final movie to wrap it all up. I'm all about that. But, yeah, they were kind of treading water this last year in Mandalorian. No doubt about it. Mike. I get this question a bit. Anyone on the hot seat if the Packers miss the playoffs this season? Yeah, Joe Barry. Um, it really depends on how they look, right? I don't think Matt's job will be in jeopardy quite yet, but the heat will definitely be on if that happens. Um, but look, they are transitioning from Aaron Rodgers. He does have a five-year contract, and he's for one year into his five-year contract. And I think it's understandable if, uh, you know, they don't make the playoffs this year, I don't think it's welcome. I don't think people are happy or excited about it. But I don't think anyone should be surprised. And I've said this before. 
I think a lot of it is going to be how they look when they get to the end of the season. Like, if they come out gangbusters and they're the hot thing and everyone's like, the Packers have surprised everybody, and then they kind of fall off at the end of the year, don't, miss, don't make the playoffs, then there's going to be a lot of talk. Um, conversely, if they start out, it's rough, and then they make a run at the end and they're rounding into shape, right, but they just fall short. Okay, well, now it feels like we're headed in the right direction. And probably the truth in both of those scenarios is probably somewhere in the middle. But, yeah, I think so much of it depends on what the team looks like. You know, and again, look, if this defense doesn't perform at a high level, a much more consistent level, Joe's got to go. I mean, Joe Barry is coaching for his life this year. Of that, there's zero doubt. All right, buddy, I got to get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out and talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a monster favor and hit like on the video, subscribe to the channel, and then tell your friends and tell your family, Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great night. Go Pack Go.